tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> wake up in the morning. All right. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. Hey everyone, you're watching Untold on the E Network Recap Show. I am your host, Daryl Christian, tonight, and I have two of my favorite people joining me Tiana Hobson. Hi everyone, I'm Saved by the Bell. She's Saved by the Bell. And <laughs> Phil Zvitek. We are YouTubers on AfterBuzz TV, in addition to all the other platforms we're on. That's right, and if you're wondering why we are playing the Saved by the Bell theme tonight, it is because it's very relevant for the topics we'll be discussing tonight, because we are going to be talking about child stars then and now, including Dustin Diamond, and of course, he was on. One of our favorite shows, Say by the Bell, which was on for years, mm-hmm. and Mr. years Screech. and years, Mr. Screech. All right. Well, tonight was the season finale for Untold on for e. 2014. For 2014, we will be coming back in 2015, and uh, there was a lot of great topics tonight on the show. Starting off with child stars then and now, and it started off really talking about how a lot of the child stars have had some complications in their lives, such as like Amanda Bynes and and uh, even all the way to Lindsay Lohan, how they kind of were these cute young little kids, and then they had these problems with. They're the Maybe most drugs or alcohol or different things. They're the most um, prime examples. They you know are. what I mean? And, yeah. and, and uh, Macaulay Culkin. And Macaulay Culkin. Like, you know what I mean? But it was great to see child stars that uh, that, we, that we love. Yeah. But, you know, that aren't overshadowed by Lindsay Lohan. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, well, it started off talking about Haley Joel. Uh, is it Osmond? Osmond. Yes. Osmond. And we knew him from Sixth Sense. He was like the, he was like the breakout star from that. He started off like most of the child actors in commercials and then went on to do that, that movie. And what it talked about also was just the fact that a lot of those stars aren't able to kind of break the mold. Like they have this young success at such a young age, but then as they get older, it's harder for them to actually get roles and they pretty much disappear from the scene. Now, I, it, I, I don't think they have a mentor. Right, I mean, the, they need a Phil's V Tech in their life. I don't, they have Maria Menounos in their life to help I, them. Out. I don't think I'm the right one, but you know, you, you heard it with uh, um, with, with um, Dustin in particular. He said he didn't, you know, at 21, he didn't have a mentor. Right, and I think I think that's that was kind of throughout. He didn't really have a mentor, and, and that goes for all the kids that we saw, whether Blake, um, Haley. You know, they who's teaching them how to like go beyond just this one role. Yeah. And I think it goes to speak to, because a lot of them talked about not having a childhood because they were working the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, people need to realize that, you know, the kids, they still, they do the job, but the job should be treated like a sport. You know, I played sports growing up. I got to do the sports if I did good in school. If I did, if I did all the things on my list, my chores and all that stuff, I still had a regular life. And then I had my sports, which was a reward. Acting should be a reward, not a full-time job when you're six, seven years old, you know? And you, yeah, don't, okay, you don't know if you're ready to commit to that. I mean, at seven, yeah. it's like the greatest thing in the world, but can you really say, at seven years old, I'm ready to commit to this? Some people are, but there's some people that, you know, how can you make that big a decision? Yeah, I hear you, but if we had children, right? Like, all, all of us in this room, and not you and me, Phil. I'm, I'm I just, clearly the mother why, of all these kids. I redirected really that question. <laughs> uh, so, if, if 
you had a child and the child is seven and it shows like great personality, right? And people notice that and, you t- and they say they want to be an actor and you take them on castings and they're discovered. Are you saying that you're not going to let them become an actor? I no. mean, because this is something that there's not, not all child stars have problems in no. life. I mean, there's plenty of successful adults who were child actors as well and, and have gone on to have great careers. I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't let them. My brother started out doing acting from the age of six on. My mom did a lot of research. She read all the books on, you know, child actors who ended up having trouble. She read Drew Barrymore's book, like Shirley Temple Black, like all these books to really research. And she said the one thing she wanted to make sure was that her child still had a childhood. She didn't want them growing up too fast. The balance. Yeah, you, the, balance. the balance. And so she said, "He is. this is your sport. I played, Tiana plays volleyball. You play acting. And if you don't do these things, you do not get to do what you love because it's part of the role as a child to keep the balance and keep it fair. But it's, it's also tough because, I mean, even if you're, let's say, you're, you're very good at sports, right? You kind of get made fun of by the nerds like, oh, look at this yeah. dumb jock. Right. So in the case of Blake in particular, you know, here's this here's this kid who's had a lot of success, and he's known for singing, right? Right, and so you you, you try to find your balance back in school if that's the way you view it. You know, it doesn't matter. It still has to be accepted by the kids that are there. And obviously they were not, you know, I mean, kids kids are very tough. Kids are rude. You know, and, and so it's one thing. Imagine if, you know, it's one thing he's dealing with, uh, you know, being called gay and, and all those things. Now, it's just tough in itself because people, like, think, like, you're all high and mighty and, like, oh, look at this cool, you know, where's your entourage? Where's your security? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Bullying is, you know. Yeah, I mean, bullying's taken it to another level. But, like, even when they talked about uh, Haley, I mean, he he had a a period where he wasn't working as much, but he still became a successful adult actor. I mean, he's doing well now. Now, Dustin kind of took a a little bit of a a U-turn because of the fact that he did a porn in between. um, What was it called? Screeched, I believe. Something like that. (laughs) Terrible. Um, And he, (laughs) But you know what I appreciate about watching the show tonight when he was interviewed by Maria is the fact that he admitted that he did the porn to gain fame and to get money, where most people just like, like oh, oh, I don't know, this accidentally was taken out of, stole my, it off my computer. out of my computer or my phone. Yeah, so I appreciate the fact that he actually admitted it and, and owned what it really was. And but, the fact that he actually tried to make money off of it is probably the reason why he didn't make any money well, off of it. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I mean, what is it? I, you know, that's a whole different subject. But what is the difference between a sex tape and just going into porn? Just say you're going into porn. I don't think there is a difference anymore. Maybe. I, I mean, at this know. stage. There isn't. I mean, he's got his porn name. It was Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) Said it right there in the opening credits. Yes. But, you know, even watching, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Lifetime movie on, what was it, uh, Unauthorized Say by the Bell. It was actually, I mean, it wasn't. It, it, it was it, horrible. It wasn't a great movie. But that's the thing. Um, because know, I expected said- to learn a lot more about the cast. And it really, I learned a lot about Dustin, though. It seemed to be like he was the he was the character in real life. He was kind of like the odd man out in that group of of Mario Lopez and, and um, the and rest Paul, of the Mark Paul, Mark Paul Gosler and all Tiffany the Amber Tiffany Amber Thiessen and all that crew. Elizabeth Berkeley. Just you know, we know who was watching <laughs> Saved by the Bell, clearly. Um, but, but he you know. didn't even mention, you know, that he had a go. It was based off of his book, which he talked to someone for like an hour and 40 minutes, and then they came up with, you know, a lot of stuff they embellished, I guess. Yeah. Which makes sense, but then on the surface, I'm like, how much of that did they really have to really make up? Because you had to have given them something yeah. for them to go off on this nosedive into the lives because I know a lot of the cast members like weren't happy about 
what the was movie. said about them. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's a, it's, a, it's that fine line of, like, okay, are you upset because, A, it's a lie, or are you upset because deep down you know it's the truth? Yeah. And you can't, you're not ready to take that, you know, uh, mirror. Yeah. Well, that's true. Back at yourself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you know, it goes back to what Tiana said. I agree. I think they're just, if you are going to be a child actor, you need to have a balance. And, you, and unfortunately, I think someone like a, when they were talking about Lindsay Lohan earlier, her mother was in her life, but her mother was almost like the bad influence in her life because her mom also seemed to be trying to obtain stardom herself. Yes. So how much of that, you know, rubbed off on Lindsay or when she needed someone, you know, mm-hmm. how did that really all work? That was another you know? thing my mom, I told her I was doing this show on my way over here and that was another thing she pointed out. She's like, a lot of the kids who have problems later on, they're in it for the wrong reasons. Their parents put them in it because they wanted the fame more than the kids do. Yeah. And so because the parents are so focused on their fame, they lose track of what their kid's up to and that's how you get a kid that ends up in trouble. Yeah. Plus, you don't have a chance to know who your real friends are. Yeah. You That's really, true. you know what I mean? How, how are you supposed to, you never learn to really judge character because, you know, in the moment, people are all about you and, like, getting you stuff. Yeah. You know, and you reach this certain fame and you're like, oh, wow. Life's easy. Life's yeah. easy. It's not. Mentorship. <laughs> That's what we say. Mentorship. Give mentorship. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else kind of that you want to include as far as the portion of child who stars? Who are other child out? stars that we know? That can honor are, tonight that weren't presented on the episode. Wait, are we that, talking that are that successful or have problems? What are you? Either or. Reese Witherspoon, Catherine Heigl, Ryan um, Philippe, Ryan Philippe, yeah, Philippe, yeah. Um, Who's the? Um, uh, um, she did fi- uh, Fifty First Dates. You know, Drew Barrymore, Drew Claire Barrymore, Danes. very successful. Yeah, Claire very Danes, Claire Danes. Leonardo um, DiCaprio. Leonardo Chris DiCaprio. Kirsten Dunst. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's best friend, Spider-Man. Um, Toby, Toby Maguire. Maguire. You want an interesting case of a child star is Jack Leeson, who did the uh, the Dark Knight films, and he was King Joffrey in Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. He's leaving yeah. acting because it's not what he wants his career in life to be. He that's wants right. to do he charity wants to do work. A regular, yeah, he wants to be a regular guy. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, actually, child star. Yeah. Ryan Gosling was a child star, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them There's out a lot. there. I mean, then, yeah, I mean... I just thought it'd be fun to name a few. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, the <laughs> list can go on and Yeah, on you could go make a list of all How the about tragic ones, Comment too. below on your favorite child star, whether or not he's working or not. It doesn't matter. Megan Good. in the comment gonna, section. I gotta throw an African-American Ma- in there. Megan Good. There you go. Robert Richard. There you go. All right. All right, we're going to move on to Cherry the next Johnson. topic. Yeah, Cherry Johnson. We're going to move on to the next subject that Maria covered on the show, which was YouTube sensations and YouTube stars. Um, you know, the days of just people only being able to be actors and be discovered in that format is now pretty much gone. I mean, now not gone, but it's it's changed. So now you see that a lot of the YouTube stars that are out now are making these videos and being looked at by big studios and uh, production houses and directors and producers. And now they're, because they are hitting so many people on their YouTube channels, they're able to actually go and become these big sensations in real life. Now, Phil, you recently went with Maria when she was on location at the YouTube office. What was that experience like? Did you Did you meet any YouTube stars, first of all, and did you Fill the energy of of what YouTube represents right now. First off, I know a lot of YouTube stars. Phil is a YouTube Phil star. Phil is a YouTube no, star. I'm not. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I've been to YouTube Space is a platform, as mentioned on the show, that they allow you, you reach ten thousand subscribers, which is a lot. That's huge, um, yeah. and they allow you to use this facility for free. Yeah, you know, and uh, they're building out a bunch of ones right now. There's there's LA. 
there's going to be New York, London, and Tokyo, and mm -hmm. you know we'll try to build out a few other ones. I'm sure. As I mean, uh, YouTube Space LA is only two years old. Okay. Um, so it's not very old at all. Um, but the th you know, and uh, by the way, shout out to Collective Digital who represents us on the YouTube side. That's so right. you know, shout whether out. Cinema Sins, uh, Epic Meal, Empire, um, there's a lot of great YouTubers out there. But it, but it goes two ways, right? One, if you're a YouTuber. There's a lot of work that goes in it. You don't just post videos and get fame. It doesn't work like that. Some people do, though. Well, I mean, there's been some videos that I've seen that it's no rhyme or reason. It's like the luck of the draw or why they became famous off of their YouTube channel. But here's the thing. There, there's one thing, that, you know, the number one thing in order to be a YouTube star, you can you can gain a video that's going to have million, you know, you can get a video that gets, let's say, half a billion views. But can you do another one that gets equal amount of I mean, You know true. what I mean? If you yeah. want to sustain a living in this, you got to be consistent. And you can't just get the one-hit video, yeah. first and foremost. Now, number two, for uh, the Hollywood studios, they got to be smarter. Because, again, there's there's some things translate, other things don't. You can't just take someone who does YouTube videos and, in, in many cases, put them on a red carpet to host an event for you. They don't. They don't have that talent. But but we're finding though a lot of the these places are now doing that though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you got to be smarter. You know, there's 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 a way to use YouTube stars in in the right ways. But you have to you know, as a studio you have to be smart in how you utilize them. And as a YouTuber you have to also you if you're trying to build yourself as a YouTuber you can't just expect instant success. There's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a science to it, right? right. And uh, the more you you do the science, I mean, this is. Uh, for lack of a better term, it's their full time job for right. most of these people yeah. that are successful at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tyler Oakley, like, he's touring all the time, and that's yeah. literally all he ever does. Yeah. Jenna Marbles, same thing, and all, all the people that we saw today. Yeah, I mean, one of the examples that uh, was on the show tonight was Michelle Fawn. Uh, she became really famous because she did the Lady Gaga videos, and and I found it interesting how it was even on one of the videos that they showed how she used the contacts. It was like a Hello Kitty <laughs> packet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, those eyes were creepy, and it made her eyes like super big, like Lady Gaga's. But I mean, she's blown up. I mean, she's isn't she part of the billion? She's part of billion, the Billion Club. Billion Club. Yeah. I want to be a part of the Billion Club. That's I want to be part of the Billion Club too. And you know, I mean, just FYI, a tip. Uh, one of the most searched terms ever is how to something. So hmm. if you can create how to video, you know, her thing is how to do certain makeup and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, that's. But by the way, don't just like make stupid how. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, you have to be passionate about the videos that you create, and you know, draw the audience that you can, and put in the work that you can. Yeah, and then and they even dis discussed uh, the is it Ma the Lennon and Macy and Macy. Uh, the two sisters who did a cover of Robin song, and then they ended up being on Nashville. They did a, uh, they did the CMT awards, the CMA awards. They did um, Taylor Swift Taylor got Swift, a special award. A special award, yep. And they were able to present to her, and she gave them a shout out in her speech. And you know they've continued to have successful careers as well. So. And what's nice is because you know they're, they're talented people, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, the nice part about it is the audience will let you know if they like you or not. True. Right. So you, again, it's you're going direct. You have a direct connection with your audience, and so it's um, you either got to be good, or you, or they're not going to like you. You know, there's no if you're getting little. If, if you put in tons of time and you've kind of mastered as much of the science as you can in terms of YouTube, there eventually becomes a point where okay, there's you know they either like you or they don't. I mean, that's true. Yeah. But I still say there is sometimes no rhyme or reason to it because it's like, like I mean, I guess it is either they like you or you don't. But 
you see some videos, and I really have watched some some of the videos, and I'm like, how did they? I think you're thinking so of the famous? lowest yeah. co- common denominator. Yes, I mean, the, 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 one of the things, like, unfortunately, highbrow content doesn't get millions <laughs> of or billions of views. Right now, lowbrow content, the lowest common denominator. Like, I laughed when I saw the kitty playing the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, the kitty playing the keyboard. <laughs> okay, you know, the rhyme and reason. It made me laugh. Is the, is the most compelling piece of content in the world? No. No. Yeah. Should, you know, should I put my time into that? I'll probably put way more time into that than listening to Obama speeches. I mean, but maybe I should be listening to Obama speeches on yeah. YouTube. But those are just so long, you know, and YouTube videos, it's like short and to the point. And well, that's that, the draw of it. It's capturing the audience's attention because the attention span on average is like you can't make a video longer than like two or three minutes and get people to watch the whole thing all the way through. And then I think what you're thinking of a lot of times with the ones that don't make any sense too is the videos that it's just like, oh, I captured something and they get one video that makes all these views and that's it. And then they post something else and people don't care about it. Yeah. It's like doing the sequel to, you know, a movie that was hugely successful and then the sequel fails. It's the same thing in YouTube. Yeah. Well, I also find it interesting now that people really can make a career out of being a YouTube star. You know, it's, I mean, if you're getting a billion views, you're pulling in some money. I mean, this was eye-opening because I've heard that this is a thing that's happening out there, but I never really sat and thought about it or looked at the facts and how many views people have and seen the work that goes into it. Like, YouTube Space LA is amazing. I thought it was like a one-room type of thing. That was a whole institution. Now, you have, um, what's nice, you have, there's three quote-unquote main stages, right? So there's like a a 5,000-square-foot stage. That's, you know, that's where they did uh, the Guillermo del Toro uh, movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then they have um, one that's probably about 2,000 and, you know, a smaller version of that, right? Now, those are the three main stages. They have the green screen rooms. Um, and they have other places. They have a whole post-production facility. I was going to ask that. Um, and the nice part is you can literally shoot everywhere. They have conference rooms. They have um, they have uh, crow's nests. They have an amphitheater. They have all these places. And this is specifically to YouTube LA. Um, they have a theater. Now, again, YouTube LA is the biggest one. So Tokyo, London, and all these, you know, are a little bit smaller. But you got some space to fill. Yeah. You know? And then they were saying that you have to have, what is it, a minimum of 10,000 10, yeah. subscribers in order to use the YouTube space? Yeah. And, the, and, and good content, of course, obviously. Well, the one thing about content, you have to have clean content in, in terms of copyright. Right. So you, you, it's not like you, you, know, you can have 100 billion subscribers, but if you literally have all these copyrights, you can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and what they do is they, have, they review your footage. Because the the one caveat is they have to make sure it's cleared by copyright. That's true. Yeah. Well, I say hit. Listen, if you are an actor or a musician (laughs) and you're trying to figure out how to get discovered, obviously YouTube is the place to go. Because my favorite story that happened on the show tonight with Maria um, was Grace Helick when she was talking about how she was discovered by the Rydell brothers Mm -hmm. and how she started off as an actress and she's doing stand up and she she used a point of how she would do stand up and it was hard for her to get the house filled with a hundred people, but yet she does a YouTube channel and it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are watching her channel and she's gotten discovered off of that and it's changed her life so you know that's the that's the route to go tiana the youtube is calling you 
T- oh, yes. Tiana's World. Watch out. That's out. It's coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. All right. Uh, Black Hollywood Live. And Black Hollywood Live. That's right. Yes, Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. All right. And then we're going to move on to the final subject uh, that was on the show tonight, which is, I think, my favorite subject, Psychic Hollywood. So it started off with Maria talking to a psychic by the name of Char Margolis. And uh, she basically has worked with people such as Brad Pitt, Scarlett Johansson, all the way down to Jennifer Aniston. And she was sitting with uh, Heather Dubrow, who is one of the real housewives of of the OC. And they were talking about uh, just back and forth of, of commentary about her guessing basically some things that were going on with Heather. I like that you said guessing things. I, You know, I'm going to use the word <laughs> guessing because I'm still not convinced about psychics here. Because Usually I feel they, like... They, 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 we're going to play a little exercise. All right. And I feel like they, they, they pull stuff, right? So I'm going to do it in the most rudimentary way. Should we be nervous I'll, about this? And I'll see how, how deeper I can take okay. it. Um, but you'll see me start off very basic and so you've got, you won't believe me anyway. anyway. Dario. Okay, so you're guessing me. I'm so guessing you're you. the psychic. I'm you're the right. psychic. All right. Um, you have family members, yeah. You, I'm sensing family. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, this is wonderful. Um, um, you were born um, a mother. Yes, I'm sensing a mother. I have a mother. Yes. Um, I uh, um, I'm sensing um, I'm sensing you're somewhere from the east. No. M- middle, middle of America. Oh my God! Yes. How did you know that? What did I give you that you were able to <laughs> See, find we're that just out? Pulling, we're pulling answers. Yes. Um, uh, your family. Uh, your mom's name begins with a letter. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you're pulling just, the zip. From, you're, you're pulling at anything. I mean, Which, by the way, because I know Daryl, it's so much easier for me. To uh, to do this because I could just pull up information that I know. Now, if I didn't know him, there's always the internet. There's Twitter. There's Instagram. There's Facebook. So unless you're not on any of these platforms, that would be a tough one. But because most people are, <laughs> and especially you can find celebrities, out something yeah. about somebody, even if it's, they're not a celebrity, on on all the social media platforms. I will say the only thing that they showed me from her that convinced me a little bit was that Kelly Ripa. One that was on good. live okay. with Regis no, because was, she hadn't even told her boss yet. She didn't look pregnant. She still looked like she was too tiny to even have a baby inside her. Right, and, and she started crying. And she started crying. Yeah. She's like, "Wait, this is freaky. I haven't told." But anyone that's a good one. Yet. But 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 you know, there's always a but. Imagine if I'm not saying she did this, but she found out who Kelly Ripa's doctor was. And I mean, I know. See, I'm always going to be a skeptic like that too. <laughs> you guys are super skeptics if you're taking it that far. I get being skeptical, but here's the thing. But also, also, we we are giving no we we are given no context around Kelly Ripa's like pregnancy. So, in the case of with Maria, if you watch her entire show, chasing. Uh, Maria Menounos. All she ever talked about was having a baby. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I said too. Come on. That's so, so somewhere in the universe, Kelly Ripa must have been like, ah, you know what? Me and my husband. I mean, I'm trying to have a baby. Right. Or she said she wanted more babies. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, and I do like that when Maria was up with Char. Maria didn't give her anything. Char would say I love, something I love like, Maria's oh, face like the time. I'm sensing like you want a baby. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And just like she was, like everyone else, it was like, oh, I'm sensing that you know someone's name starts with a J. Yeah, Jerry was my my dad. And it's right. like, yeah, why are you giving her the answer? Right. Well, that's what that was going to go back to my point is that I feel like sometimes you can 
give a response or a reaction that they can feed off of, the psychic can, and pull more information out of you. And it doesn't have to be verbal. And it doesn't have to be verbal. It could be a reaction. It was even the Heather, the bro part from the Real Husbands of Hollywood. Real Housewives. I mean, Real Housewives of (laughs) OC. Um, She was talking and she was, the the psychic was trying to get her to give more information about her brother-in-law who was in a member of a group Quiet Riot. My thing is, even the things she was guessing, she could have found that out online. Or Heather's probably discussed that on her reality show at some point. You know, I just, it's hard. I'd have to sit in a room with a psychic and just be completely mute and just have, I would ask, actually ask questions and see if they could guess those specific answers to the specific questions I had. That's the only way I would. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. But then, why? If you're a psychic, you should be able to do any scenario. What is gained? Like, okay, with with the Heather interview, like, okay, so we proved that she's psychic. Wonderful. Are you closer with Kevin? Are you closer with your grandfather? Like, what? What was gained? Did you have a conversation? Like, She knows that their spirit is around and thinking of them and protecting and watching over. I could say the same thing just as sympathetically and not be a psychic. This is true. That's true. But people are going to believe it more coming from a psychic. Yeah. They're going to say, oh, Phil's just saying that. You want me to make Daryl cry? No. I I would like to see you make me cry. Well, no. No, I've seen him do that before. I don't need to. You've seen him make people cry? Yes. In a good way. But in a good for way. fans, oh. in a good oh. way. It's not like I was like, <laughs> I was like, right I was like what is going on right now? Okay, with Mario. No. Oh, oh you're, we're going to make me cry. Okay, go ahead. Your grandfather is watching over you, and he's very proud of you. Thank you. That is not going to make me cry, but that is really nice. I'm not going to make you cry, but I just want you to know that. that All right. That I am not a psychic, and regardless, your grandfather is proud. Well, thank you. And I don't need to be a psychic to know it. That's true. And you could have found that out probably on my Instagram by looking at pictures or something. I don't know. All right. So another one of part of that psychic sort of topic that happened tonight was tarot card readings. So do you think that they're real or fake? Because that was one of the questions that Maria had even asked tonight on the show. What do you guys think about that? Just the, I, you know, uh, with, I, 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 with the tarot cards, I'm not quite sure how they fully work because I've never had it done. Now, to my understanding... There's a deck of cards, and you go through them, and you're predicting someone's future, right? And so, in that sense, you're saying, I see, like with Ross Matthews, right? Um, he was either in New York or going to Europe. He's going to have a lot of exciting things. <laughs> and so you get excited, and you, you try to fit. So now, knowing this information about your quote-unquote future, anything that's like a good opportunity, anything that opportunity-wise comes up, you're like, ooh, this is exciting. Yes, 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 this came true. You know, she said I would have an opportunity to do this. And yeah, yeah, no, that's coming up. I was a skeptic of tarot card reading, and then I had it done to me. And I agree with Maria a little bit where, you know, it's like everyone kind of says the same thing of like, oh, like you've been hurt. It's like, yes, clearly I've been hurt. Like everyone's been hurt. But there were some things that came up that, and I think tarot cards can be used more as like a therapy session for you to kind of realize what you're going through because it's actually like I pick the cards, I flip them over, and then the, the person who's like reading them to me just kind of tells you what each card sort of means and it's like think about your life and where this card where can card. kind of fit in yeah. it. So for me it was more like a therapy session. I walked away like, "Oh my gosh, like eyes wide open. I know what I need to focus on and what, you know, the people that are, you know, not good in my life that I need to get 
rid of and the people who hurt me and, you know, just coming to those realizations. Yeah. Well, it's almost like I feel like we manifest things from hearing information. There was one time a friend of mine's mother read teacups. And, like, so she would have you drink the tea and then flip it over and she would read a reading from your impression on on the teacup. And she told me at the time a couple of things. Like, the uh, the girl I was dating, she said, you're not going to date her anymore. And then she predicted what my next girlfriend would look like. Now, that... It actually sort of happened. And the way she kind of said that we would break up sort of happened. But then I'm sometimes like, well, did I manifest that? Because she put that in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I subconsciously the cup says let she that was happen. The cup cheating on him. And he's like, <laughs> no, you're cheating on me. Right, 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 right. Exactly. No, but I mean, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, she was really on point. I will give her that. But then on the flip side, I'm like, but did I manifest some of those things? Because I let that get into my psyche and then... It happened, you know? Listen, um, I read my Cheerios all the time. All they ever say is, ooh. <laughs> That's a family guy joke, FYI. <laughs> yes. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. I love Phil. you so much. But yeah. I will say that tarot cards or whatever, but I love astrology. So I loved hearing that Me part too. of it. I like, like that. I, I love hearing, you know, I'm an Aquarius. I love hearing why I behave like an Aquarius. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's way far-fetched for me. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's hitting the nail on the head for me right now. That is exactly the person that I am. I don't believe the just go to, like, the random newspapers and they have the astrology for what a, I'm a Leo and what that Leo day is. It's very general to me. But As I was, a Scorpio day, I should have had ten wives by now. Well, maybe <laughs> it's a good day to mate. There's still time, Phil. Maybe it's happening. But no, but there was one time I was in New York, and I actually went into, like, this random... East Village, just small card place, and I came across a Leo card, and I read it, and it was like a full paragraph of specifically describing a Leo, and I swear to you, it was word for word exactly my personality. And it wasn't general, it was even the examples it gave, it is 100% me. So I do believe in that sense about astrology that I do believe like when they say If it said that you had to go to the bathroom every time before you host the show, then I believe it. Well, it did not say that, but, you know. But that's that, very, but that's why I learned point. something new about Darren. <laughs> but that is a true point. All right. No. Okay. So we're going to move on to the last kind of topic of, of what Maria was talking about when it came to psychics, which was um, pet psychics. Now, that's what I believe. Okay. I do kind of believe this. So basically, well, I believe dogs being kind of having an innate sense in things. Do absolutely. I believe in a pet They know psychic? when it's going to rain. They know when you're sick. You know, bef- my dog knows when I'm sick before I'm even sick. But I don't understand why you guys are sick. So believable of that animals and dogs can know things about people, but not a human. Here's I, 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 if a human wants and they study a person again, they they can kind of learn. That's that's all it is. It's about learning a person. But they can they predict your future or things like that? No. But if if someone, but how do you know but, that? Maybe, but the dog can. Pre- maybe the dog can, can, and we just don't understand the language. I don't think I just think, I think you're onto something with it's about reading people because I think that's part of you know being in like a psychic type of world is reading people and, and I know ultimately if you if you really want to break that I could say this right because everything if you really believe in science and you believe in atoms and and and, and nucleuses and all that stuff you're really going there right now I'm going there hey you know what fine I want to explain destiny to you. Alright, explain destiny for well, our if listeners. You can, if, if you can predict how electrons and all that moves and how things react, and you can do it on, on a grander scale, then I guess you could predict the future. But that would take a lot of know-how that you don't have. 
Okay. I didn't understand I, that. Did anyone, uh, if you're listening or watching, <laughs> tweet us and let us know if you understood what Phil Zvitek just said this? when he was trying well, to get Daryl deep with and us. Tiana graduate eighth grade and we can talk about, you know, actual high school science, <laughs> then then I can explain further. That's never going to happen, Phil. I skipped else. science class all through high school. Okay. How about this? <laughs> I, every action, there's, a pom- it, there's an equal equal reaction, right? So sure. if you yes. can predict, blah, blah. I mean, hey, all science fiction is based on science and fiction. So, so I just overall, gave you a little bit of both. Are you, do you think it's real or fake overall? Overall fake. Okay. Tiana? But possible if you have the right information. I th- I'm undecided because I think that there are certain things that I can read about a person. Like, if you're sad, I know you're sad. But I don't know that I can predict your future. But I also don't think psychics are trying to predict a future for you. I think they're just guiding in that moment. In that moment of this is what your body is telling me. This is what your psyche is saying could happen. It doesn't have to happen that way. They're fulfilling a need. Right? Just like David Copperfield. You go there and you know there's no real magic, but when you see that dude flying, you believe it. Yeah. Because that's what you want. If you went to see a psychic and they said, do not fly for three months, I have a bad feeling, would you still fly? I would write it on a piece of note, hey, I am going to fly. A psychic told me not to fly. If I died, then you know it was real. I'll give it to you. I would not fly. Daryl, you know you wouldn't fly. As much as I'm a skeptic, I probably wouldn't fly. I cannot lie. I probably wouldn't fly. And that was a hypochondriac. He is a hypochondriac. No, I'm not. But it's okay. All right. Let us know if you think that psychic exists. Yes, tweet us. In the comments below. Let us know in the comments on YouTube or when you rate us on iTunes and give us a five. Even though that's a ten, but I'll take a ten. But give us a five. All right, guys. Well... I'm sad that it's actually the season finale, but we'll be back in 2015. I predict everyone's going to have a fun holiday season. Everyone's going to have a safe new year. (laughs) What's your (laughs) Actually, let's do predictions. What's your prediction, Tiana? I predict that after this, I'm going to eat dinner. Let's see. (laughs) I predict that after this, I'm going to go to the gym, and then I'm also going to predict that... We're going to have a lot more of Untold in 2015. And, of course, uh, if you are already watching um, Maria uh, and Ross Matthews on live from E! Monday to Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, you definitely should be, first and foremost, and definitely continue watching Untold. And spread the holiday cheer by telling your friends about AfterBuzz TV. And guess what? There's Tiana and Daryl happen to run a network called Black Hollywood Live. Check that out if you want to get them a great gift this holiday season. I love it. Okay, Phil, where can your fans find you really quick? After Buzz TV. All right. Tiana. At the Tiana Hobson on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Dario Kristen on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Black Hollywood Live, Untold in 2015, uh, Walking Dead, all that fun stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in, watching, listening. Let us know what you're thinking about psychics. Tweet us. Put the comments on YouTube, give us a five rating, and we'll see you in 2015. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.